New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Again, dear ones, Dr. Robert hanging out behind the banner here. Welcome to another edition of And Now the Good News. It's five o'clock on the Friday evening here on the Mountain Time Zone. This is our chance to get together and look at some of the inspiring good news stories uh, that have made their way across my, into my life and I believe will make for great conversations as you head into your weekend. And as this is our final broadcast of 2023, I like to look at some of the past stories from this year that have made an impact. Some of the best of the best, if you will. And I had a little help this year. Now, most of you know, we get most a good portion of our stories over at the goodnewsnetwork.org. That's goodnewsnetwork.org. Give them some love and attention, if you would. And uh, they did us a solid favor by polling all of their readers and asking their readers to rank the top 10 stories of the year. I'm not going to share all 10 of those. Some of them we have shared, and there were some new stories this week that I couldn't pass up sharing <laughs> as well. So uh, the important thing is to remember here is I have not yet loaded the slides for this program today, so I'm doing that as we go right here in the back office there it is. We're getting closer there. Silly things you forget when it's your final show of the year, folks. Thanks again for being with us here on the New Thought Media Network. All right, let's jump off. Um, I remember this story. We reported on this back in October. Marcel Lebron uh, is a resident of Fredericton in New Brunswick City, Canada. He owned a social media company, eventually sold that company and made himself a whole lot of money. And in doing so, decided that he wanted to put his money where his mouth was because he had often said that they needed something needed to be done about the homeless problem in his city. Well, he donated four million dollars. Uh, they've raised another eight million dollars and he has been building tiny homes. In fact, it's a whole community of them, including a community center with a coffee shop and space for other businesses to operate. As of the original reporting in October, uh, the community was about 75% complete. I was not able to find any uh, information today on whether it's com fully complete now or not. 
uh, but we know that uh, they're, they were putting out one house every four days or so. If they were on pace back in October, the project should be completed by now. Uh, Mr. LeBron says that building tiny homes can be the solution in many communities. Uh, now, this community of 99 homes is gated. Uh, you need to have a uh, special access permit or uh, access credentials to get in. However, uh, his original intent is that this would become a community uh, with community center and eventually be able to open it up as well. So uh, thank you again, Marcel, for being a part of what's happening in the world that the good news helping us to get forward in our lives. All right. This next story is a heart warmer uh, and a tearjerker. And uh, I remember reporting on this back in February of this year. This is three-year-old Waylon Saunders. Uh, Wayland was found face down in an icy backyard swimming pool last year in Ontario, Canada. Uh, he was rushed to the Charlotte Eleanor Engelhart Hospital in Petrolia, Ontario, where a team of people continuously provided CPR for over three hours. Uh, using various techniques to warm his body uh, and using various techniques to keep him alive. Uh, they performed, the team performed uh, again out over three hours of chest compressions to keep the blood flowing uh, through this young man's heart. Uh, he did eventually wake up. They, uh, it did take some time afterwards uh, and Reports I was able to find today is that all is well and that he, the young man is doing well at, at also. Big shout out to the team that makes that happen, to all the nurses and all the doctors. You know, in my prayer work, folks, I often say uh, that I recognize the hands of the divine operating through everyone involved with someone's care and return to wholeness. That is what that story is is all about next up here's another one i'm telling you we've got some great great stories today uh and i remember reporting on this one as well this is baby augustine uh baby augustine was born with an incredibly rare genetic disease known as mitchell syndrome now uh, as of the record as of uh the reporting Earlier in the year, uh, only 30 people had been ever diagnosed with Mitchell syndrome. Only 20 of those people were were still alive, uh, and it is a pretty much was at that time a fatal uh, diagnosis. Well, Augustine's mother Kristen and his father Moses didn't want to have anything to do with that, so they got to doing their research and found out that in some cases, uh, vitamin B2 turned out to be helpful in some people in at least managing the disease as they were older in life. Uh, so the folks start, they started, uh, they, they were begging for genetic testing and, and any help they could get. Uh, when they found out about the B2, uh, they started with doctor's uh, help uh, overloading, overdose, not, I don't want to say overdosing, but uh, doing heavy doses uh, of B2 for the child and it works. Kristen and the family are now learning sign language. 
uh, and teaching Augustine that as well. Uh, now, he will have some recurring uh, effects from the disease, uh, but at this point, and as I was unable to find anything new today, we're going with this article uh, that he is doing well and recovering well from this uh, disease as well. You know, folks, the universe works in mysterious ways. Life works in mysterious and amazing ways. And that's what we love to celebrate here at New Thought Media Network. Stories like this that remind us that even if we don't know what's going on, there is something that knows. And it's only when we give up uh, that we really lose out. This family could have easily, uh, well, I don't want to say it that way. <laughs> this family uh, could have uh, left it to the unknown. And instead they did some work, found something that had promise and turns out to be changing the entire game when it comes to Mitchell syndrome. So, uh, we thank them as well. All right. Next up, I found this one interesting. Uh, a man, uh, Joe Tituri, Joe here pictured is a former U S Navy diver and an expert in biomedical engineering. And he decided to run an experiment, well, on himself. He locked himself in a 592-square-foot underwater research station for 100 days. The idea was to document the, pressuriza uh, the effects of pressurization on the human body. He has now emerged from his uh, self-imposed captivity, if you will. And uh, you're never going to believe this. He's biologically 10 years younger. Now, this is pretty heavy-duty complex biology. However, what uh, I learned today is each one of our DNA has a little cap on the end known as telomerase. Uh, and as we age, those telomeres age, they expose our DNA to potential damage. Uh, many of today's longevity programs are focused on halting the loss of telomeres in the body. Uh, and what happened here is all kinds of fun stuff. <laughs> uh, the, uh, his body's natural stem cell count grew by over a thousand percent. From the time he went under the water to the time he came back out, he's uh, the word my where uh, now I had a whole bunch of statistics here to throw at you, uh, but they don't seem to be here any longer. Uh, but Deturi did tell a British media that you need one of these places that is cut off from the outside activity. Now, he was able to go out and and dive uh, because that was still keeping him underwater and at the same pressure. Uh, but his idea is to send people down for a two-week vacation, get relaxed, get uh, get unhooked from the world, and uh, let the pressurization, well, I guess he would say depressurize you. <laughs> more on that as we go, folks. I'll keep an eye on that story, and if I find out more, I'll be sure to let you know here on The Good News Happens every Friday at 5 o'clock Mountain Time. We're going to take a quick break, let a couple of our sponsors say hello However, please don't go away. I've got a whole bunch more good news stories to share with you tonight on our final broadcast of 2023. Stay tuned. We'll be back in just a moment or two with more of the good news here on New Thought Media Network.
back with more of the good news here on the good on New Thought Media Network. So grateful that you're with us on a Friday night. Next story up. This one's one of those ones that slipped through the cracks on my desk. I didn't see this story, but man, is it a good idea? Uh, it's such a good idea. It's been 21 years in the making. Uh, 21 years ago, residents of California agreed that we should take an old deserted military base and turn it into one of the largest parks in the nation. Well, back in May of this year, that park uh, finally broke ground. Uh, this is on the grounds of the old derelict El Toro Marine Corps base. Uh, currently, work is underway. Uh, and uh, this all happening in the city of Irvine. It's expected to be, when, once complete, the project is expected to be over 500 acres larger than Central Park in New York. Now, it is expected that it'll take another 10 years to complete the process. The park will span over 1,300 acres, includes several museums, an amphitheater, a veterans memorial garden, an aquatic center, a sports complex, and not one, but two lakes. After many years of community input and after the last year of intensive planning and design, we are excited to be launching what is a $1 billion investment to establish the world's great next great metropolitan park. That was City Irvine City Councilman Michael Carroll. He also serves as the chair of the Great Park Board. Now, currently $455 million was raised for the project through 30-year municipal bonds that will pay off a billion dollars to investors and comes with repeat uh, and comes after repeated failures by the government to finalize this work and get it moving. First item of work on the agenda is to demolish and clear away 77 old military buildings while leaving the El Toro air traffic control tower, which will be leased by the FAA. A uh, portion of the Irvine Great Park, as it's being called, is already open to visitors and includes a soccer field and some other amenities, including tethered balloon rides that will take folks up into the sky to take a better look at what will be the nation's largest metropolitan park. Good news, if you ask me, happening in Irvine. And hey, you know, those that watch the New Thought, uh, watch this program with us a lot, you know that we love to tell stories of nature rebounding, nature coming back after decimation, after uh, even after the COVID uh, experience. And we covered this story back when we saw it. I'm glad it made the reader's top 10 list. Uh, this is uh, what's happening is these are a Takahehe bird. And they've been released into the wild of a nature preserve uh, on Lake Wakatapiu. Now, this all uh, happened earlier this summer. And another series of birds was released in October as well. Uh, another 10 birds are expected to be released uh, on New Zealand's, uh, um, in New Zealand's national parks in later, earlier next year. The iridescent flightless bird is a symbol of New Zealand's unique prehistoric past, but is evolved on an island, but evolved on an island without mammals. And with their invasive introduction came what might have been the, were the bird's demise. Uh, they were thought extinct. However, they were rediscovered after the Second World War. And after that point, conservationists have been taking protect, protect, proactive approach 
to ensuring their survival. Uh, conservationists raise chicks in breeding centers by using sock puppets shaped like adult birds and an invaluable technique that eventually gave way to breeding in specifically controlled environments. It's been a long road, folks, but it's happening. Through the help of science and through the help of humanity, we're bringing back what were thought extinct and yet weren't. And that's where we go for our next story as well. Now, this one uh, is happening a little bit more, not quite in the same area, but the Philippines. This is a Philippine spotted deer, one of the world's rarest animals, and has been uh, and has been born in a, the Chester Zoo in England. Now, this is all part of a special breeding program. Uh, the birth is said to provide a much needed boost to the ultra rare species classification. Currently, the Philippine spotted deer is considered highly endangered in the wild. Uh, the tiny new arrival is part of a conservation efforts between zoos in Europe. It's all been set up at the request of the Philippine government to help save this species. Zookeepers have decided to name the little guy Hercules, as they have attendance, as they have a tradition of naming new animals with space-based themes. The team manager at the zoo said after eagerly waiting 240 days for his arrival, it was a huge relief when we saw a little bundle of fur curled up next to Mother Nova one morning. That's Emmy, Emma Evison. She's the team manager. Uh, the, new, the new arrival is part of a conservation breeding program between zoos and Europe. Uh, I excuse me, said that already, uh, hunting and deforestation had led to the animals being put on the endangered species list. Again, another great story on how together we really are creating a better world for all life, not just human life. All right, folks, that concludes our wrap-up of 2023. I've got a bunch of news stories coming your way new good news stories that have happened in the recent weeks. Uh, however, we want to take another quick break, say thank you to our organizational donors and individual sponsors that make all of this possible. Please don't go away. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this important message. Please help us say thank you to our organizational sponsors, including the Hefferlin Foundation, Affiliated New Thought Network, International New Thought Alliance, Science of Mind Archives and Library Foundation, Center for Spiritual Living Denver, Center for Spiritual Living Midtown, New Thought Philadelphia, Planned Happiness Institute, Summit Center for Spiritual Living, One Heart Retreats, Center for Spiritual Living on the Lake, Unity Spiritual Center Kitchener, Home Center for Spiritual Living, La Mesa, Satya Center, Center for Spiritual Living, North Jersey, Unity of Savannah, and Center for Spiritual Living, Seattle, as well as all of our individual donors. Thank you for making New Thought Media Network a place to be. Please come be you. And remember, like, share, and subscribe. New Thought Media Network, positively inspiring yes thank you thank you thank you to everyone that makes this network possible your financial contributions and donations go a long long way 
to helping us share this message across the planet. If you'd like to become part of our committed giving program, please head on over to our website, ntmedia.org. Click on the donate button and make a monthly donation. We'll get your name on the next version of our thank you video, which is coming real soon here as we turn into 2024. All right, back into the good news stories. And as you know, I love to focus on people in the final segment of this program. And today we're focusing on people and pets. Because here is one of the stories of the month. The SPCA Animal Shelter in Adams County, Pennsylvania was filled with cats and dogs at the beginning of the month. However, as of last week, there was not a single animal in the building. The Adams County SPCA extended its heartfelt gratitude to the residents who once again have come together to support the welfare of our furry friends. Their Facebook post said, our community stepped up once again. This is the first time in 47 years that Adams County SPC is empty, let alone at Christmas time. It is a true miracle. The staff and volunteers at the SPCA have worked tirelessly to ensure the well-being of the animals under their care and match them with forever loving, loving forever homes. This year alone, Adams County SPCA adopted out more than 600 animals and re- reunited over 125 strays with their owner. And now they didn't leave the cages empty for long as they immediately started extending a helping hand to nearby shelters in Pennsylvania and began pulling in animals from other shelters to uh, to fill their uh, shelter back up again. Good work, folks. You deserve an opportunity to celebrate that accomplishment. First time in 47 years. You know, you don't have to go out and adopt an animal to make a different folks. As the new year approaches, uh, I know that there are a lot of of shelters that would love some volunteer work for uh, New Year's Eve, uh, helping animals that are affected by by the sounds of the bombs going off. Or, hey, just drop off a bag of food. That'll go a long way to helping all of the different shelters or any shelter in your area. All right, here's another great story. This is Esben Camus. Uh, Esben's been driving, Esben, excuse me, has been driving Uber for about four years or so off and on. And this all happened in Alabama. He had a younger client, Alex Tisdale, who uh, is a teenager. And Alex's father had given him $8,000 to buy a new magazine. I think you know where this is going. Uh, The teen left the package with the money in the back of Esben's car. Uh, now, Espen, was, uh, before he got to his next call, realized that the, the young man had left something, reported it missing on the app, which is what he should do. Congratulations, sir, on doing that. Uh, didn't quite realize it was $8,000 in the envelope, but knew that he had to get it back to the young man. Alex, uh, getting a little nervous when he realized he had lost all the money, started retracing his steps and also filed a claim on the Uber app. and. Rather than taking forever, the app reunited the two and sent sent Espen to Alex's location. The teen was blown away by the honesty of the driver and uh, gave him a generous tip and a way to say thank you. Uh, Espen said, when you do something good, okay, it comes back 10 times. Yes, folks. 
you know, we do believe in the power of, of circulation here. And circulation doesn't mean lost and found, doesn't mean finders, keepers. It means we do the right thing and trust that our efforts are rewarded. And I got to tell you, we got a couple of stories here that go above and beyond when it comes to trust. Normally, every week we feature one person as our hero of the week. This week, we've got two. So this week, it's time for our dual heroes of the week. I'd like to introduce you to David Moulton. David is a Massachusetts mail carrier. Uh, he was recently on his route. He's been doing working for the Postal Service for over eight years. And he says he was at the right place at the right time. Uh, while walking through a park, he noticed a young child running around. Uh, didn't think much of it at first because the child was in a park and probably playing with other children. But when he noticed the child run past him a second time, and that he it doesn't have any shoes or a jacket on, and he's running right for a st busy street. David's instincts took it, kicked in. He ran forward, scooped up the little child, and kept him from running into the busy street. Turns out the child had, had uh, escaped <laughs> or uh, gotten loose from a nearby childcare facility. No word on uh, the the facility or. Uh, or where they're located, uh, other than the fact that David is one of our heroes of the week. And in what you're going to hear, uh, David said himself, he doesn't put much faith, he doesn't put much stock in the word hero, doesn't want to be called a hero, simply does what he did, did what he had to, and did what he knew was important. Right on, David. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And let me also introduce you to Juan Serrano. He is our other hero of the week. Juan is an Army veteran. He lives in Virginia and uh, was out for an evening with his wife after leaving church. They noticed a young man walking back and forth, pacing on a bridge uh, on I-95 over a river. He pulled over to ask the young man if he needed a ride. And as soon as Serrano approached the young man, he jumped into the river below. Serrano told local news stations, I thought, all right, we got to get him out of the water because it could have been my kid. Next thing I knew, I was jumping into the water trying to get him out. Took a 50-foot jump in a cold into a cold river in a pitch black night. Uh, the two got, were miraculously able to connect with each other in this icy river and swam about a mile downstream before they were caught up in a, uh, a, a, a gate. Uh, they were at the gates of a water treatment facility. Uh, Serrano was able to use his belt and the boy's backpack to pull him out of the water. He also said, quote, hero is a big word. I was just a guy with my wife passing by and God put us there for the right reason and at the right time. Wow. Serrano said that to local uh, news affiliates that he's not telling the story to draw attention to his daring actions, but to raise awareness of mental health needs in communities near and far. Yes, David, thank you so much. You know, folks, it's real easy uh, to get your hands on a little bit of CPR, a little bit of uh, interdiction training for suicide risk. I encourage you to do that. Remember, 1-800-SAFE-TALK is the number. 
Make sure you know that if you're ever in a situation with someone that may be contemplating or talking about considering suicide, please have them give it a call. 1-800-SAFE-TALK, Nationwide Suicide Hotline. And that is our good news for the week, folks. Thanks for being with us here on the New Thought Media Network. We'll be back again early tomorrow morning. Well, we've got evening prayers yet to do tonight. And also in just a half an hour, Reverend Michael with the Fireside Chat. So stay tuned, stay with us throughout the evening. We'll be back again tomorrow as well with the final episode of our Science of Mind and Spirit Saturday morning conversation series. Uh, That'll be hosted by yours truly tomorrow. So please stay with us for that. Go grab a drink, go grab something to eat, come back in a half an hour and catch Pastor Michael at the top of the hour with the fireside chat. On behalf of everyone here on the New Thought Media Network, we want to thank you for being with us and wish you a very, very happy holiday. Until next time, I wish you peace and richest blessings. Bye now.